Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Parent Playing Video Games podcast. On this podcast, we like to go through several different things, uh, such as the gameplay, the music, um, time commitment, our kiddable ranking of sorts, and then we like to conclude and sort of, you know, give it a bit of a ranking. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about a good one at Super Mario 64. Um, This was released way, way back. (laughs) I love saying way back. September of 1996. So, quite some time ago. Before we dive on in, though, I'll chat a little bit about what I've been playing. So, um, I've been playing a little bit of Dead Cells. And Dead Cells is a pretty interesting game. If you haven't played it, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a lot of fun. But man, oh man, is it ever hard. So, um, I play it, and I'll be honest, it frustrates me at times. And it's funny because my wife is just like, you know, whenever you play that game, you're never having fun. I'm like, I'm having fun. It's just, it comes out as a little bit of anger sometimes. And then there are times where I'm legitimately not having fun anymore. So I'm just like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to stop playing. It makes no sense to keep playing. Um, So I've been playing a lot of that um, and uh, playing a little bit of Diablo 3. As I had said previously, I'd gotten through the main... um, campaign to uh so to speak and been playing a little bit of adventure mode trying to figure out which character i want to play and i kind of kind of settled on the demon hunter um so playing through that and again just playing a little bit here there sort of thing and the reason excuse me the reason that i haven't really dived into anything big is because i have also been playing final fantasy 16 um so that came out just uh last thursday i think it was and so i didn't want to dive into anything super big uh because i knew that i was going to want to really dive into that and oh oh man oh man that game is awesome it is a lot of fun great story uh the combat i so the combat i was actually a little concerned about it the demo helped a lot but i thought i was gonna have a really hard time with the combat um turns out i actually am having a lot of fun with it i'm learning some combos i'm not really looking anything up in this at all um I, I did look one thing up and i can't remember exactly what it was oh no i think i just saw a video of like you know here's seven tips um so yeah watch that but other than that i've been kind of really just absorbing it on my own sort of thing um so yeah and outside of playing things i decided to watch a couple terminator movies on the weekend um watch terminator 2 and then terminator 3 and then i'm on my i think second or third uh session of watching terminator salvation i'm uh, going through the the series so to speak um those are great movies a lot of fun classics um i mean obviously one and two are the best ones the rest are still good i still enjoy them so yeah that's what i've been working on playing and watching and whatnot over the last uh, little bit here all right now that we've got that hubbub out of the way let's move on to the main event our super mario 64 uh, run around, go through, review, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so as I had mentioned, it was released back in 96. And so, 
Um, it was released with the uh, N64 as well as launch title. And um, I remember, I don't remember if we got the N64 right when it came out, but it was it was pretty early. We definitely had it uh, when we still lived in Trinidad, which was in 96. Um, and I remember being one of my first friends of my little group to actually beat Mario 64. And I was very proud of that moment, to be honest with you all, you know tip my hat and boast a little bit but yeah I was pretty proud of that I didn't necessarily want to I don't think I rubbed it in anyone's faces um, but I was pretty happy about it uh, funny enough though even though I beat it back in 96 I actually didn't get 120 stars in this and we'll we'll go on to what the stars are and what 120 means a little bit later on I didn't get the you know max amount you know completing the game 100% um, probably up until about four or five years ago. And so Kaylee, my wife, uh, and I, we actually played it um, in this little office um, with the N64. Or, you know what? No, so hold on. We may have actually... When did we do it? I feel like we did it then, and then actually recently with a 3D All-Stars release, we may have gone through it again. Either way, um, yeah, I didn't get the 120 stars up until somewhat recently. Um, and that was cool because I had never actually looked up the ending of what it looks like. Um, as you know, I mean, the game is 25 something years old. So, um, the end of the game, when you get 120 stars, a couple things happen. You get 99 lives, which I've never really understood, but I guess, Hey, there you go. But if you restart the game, like save and reload, you come back with the three or five lives. So it's kind of pointless. It's more of a, Hey, you did it kind of thing. Uh, and then the second thing you get to do is um, you'll actually be able to get on top of the castle and see Yoshi. And it's the only time you see him in this game. He doesn't actually appear anywhere else. He's not rideable. He's not a playable character in any way. You just get to see Yoshi on top of that. So, yeah, as I said, I didn't get to see that until somewhat recently. And I never looked it up. So it's actually kind of nice. I was surprised. I knew that you got to see Yoshi. I just never knew what Yoshi looked like. So... Um, as I said, a lot of memories with the game. I've already stumbled over. I'm like, well, which time did I play it recently? I played this game a bunch, right? Like it's um it's it's the classic Mario, but freshened up for the 3D world, let's call it. And if it was a tagline for this game, I think it would uh, do fairly well. Um it is a classic game and it's just one of the best Mario games. There are better ones, don't get me wrong. Better 3D, better 2D. 100% there is, but this one, it's it's half, eh, maybe 10% nostalgia, I think, maybe that's the nostalgia speaking, and 90% just, it's a good game, right? And speaking of good game, a good game has good gameplay, yeah, segue. So, um, yeah, we'll get into the gameplay here. Um, starting off with the story, uh, it... It pretty much is the exact same story as most Mario games. A little bit of a tweak. Um, Mario actually gets a letter from Peach saying, Hey, come on down to the castle. I've made you a cake. And I mean, Mario's like, Why would I give up the opportunity to get some cake? Um, so he goes on down there. And in the meantime, um, Bowser nabs Peach. And, you know, the game begins. It's classic. So um, I had mentioned earlier Power Stars. The 120 is the max. Um, and... We'll get into a little bit of the speedrun categories later, um, but you can beat the game with quite a few different uh, varying number of stars. Um, I believe 
normally, not with glitches and skips and things like that, the least amount of stars you need is 70. So once you have 70, you can get to the final boss, beat him, and then there you go, you've beaten the game. Um, so you can get anywhere between 70 and 120. So I, um, as I said, I never got 120 at the beginning. I could not tell you how many I had. Maybe like 90 or 100, somewhere around there. Um, so yeah, I can't remember <laughs> how many I would have had. Um, but yeah, once you get that 70, defeat Bowser, release Peach, and guess what? You get cake. It does exist. It's a good cake, too. It looks actually really good. It's like a pink cake with cherries on it and all that. Um, so, with the complex story out of the way, um, the controls on this one obviously were very different. We were very used to our 2D controls that we had on the Nintendo, Super Nintendo. The N64 um, was, I don't know if it is exactly, but it's probably the most known console to have the analog stick and that crazy controller i have it on my desk here it, it's weird and you know what when i was playing blast Corps for the previous episode that's why it's still on my desk um i actually didn't find it that uncomfortable to be honest with you it actually kind of just fit it just worked well and i always remember when i was a kid i'm like well how do adults play this their their fingers are getting away like their knuckles would hit um when in reality as a kid i had no clue how big an adult's hands were I thought they were massive mitts. Clearly, they're not. Or I have small hands. Maybe a little bit of both. Um, so with the controls, as I said, being that it's the first 3D Mario with an analog stick, um, they were able to create a few new moves for Mario as well. So, of course, you have your jump. I mean, that's all you really had in the uh, old games. Jump and then the uh, attack with Fire Flower and such. So in this one, though, you get several jumps. Actually, quite a few. You can do a long jump. If you need to go just a bit further, you get the triple jump. That one is uh, really cool. There's two big uses. One is that it gives you a really big jump, really quite high. And if you have a certain hat, it allows you to fly. So you do a triple jump, and then you're in your flying mode. Um, you get the side jump. This one I probably use quite a lot, actually. It kind of, to me, makes it feel like a very fluid movement. So you run and run and run, side jump, run and run, side jump, run and run, side jump, that kind of stuff. So you're able to get some good height without really slowing down. Um, you have a backflip jump. This one you have to come to a complete stop, crouch, then jump. Um, I think it's a bit higher than the side jump, just a little bit. But, of course, you have to come to a complete stop, crouch, jump. So, um, as I said, my favorite jump is the side jump, if I were to choose one. Uh, a couple more things, you have the ground pound. So, if you're in the air and you press that little uh, Z button on the bottom of the controller, uh, Mario will kind of do a little flip and then ground with his butt. Uh, a nice little way to... Because, um, obviously, when you jump, you have some momentum. When you do the ground pound, when you press it, right below is exactly where Mario is going to land. So some of the later levels, with some of those pretty challenging um, platforming parts, where you're jumping over death, uh, lava, or just a chasm, where if you fall, you just die, um, you can use his shadow, 
the shadow was always right below Mario. We're not on ray chasing and fancy graphics like that. His shadow was always right below him, and it's just a dot. So you can see where it is, and then do the ground pound, and that's how, you know, as soon as you do that, that's where he's going to go down. So helpful to uh, do that, plus also hit some enemies, and needed in a few specific places in the game. Uh, you also have a punch dive kick. So um, if you're not moving, you punch. If you're moving and you throw it, you dive. If you do a jump, then press it quick, you'll do a, a sort of like a jumping kick. And then the last thing you can do, which can help, I think they really only added this into this, sorry, this move into the game because the analog stick was new. Yes, you could tilt the stick being analog, you know, depends on how far you go. If you go all the way, Mario runs. If you go a little bit, Mario walks. Um, probably something I think was a little bit tricky. I remember having a tough time with it. You can um, crouch and then crawl, and Mario moves super slow, but there's no momentum. He just crawls along and crawls along. So if there's a part that's a little tricky, a narrow spot that you're like, ooh, I'm going to fall off, you can crawl, and it helps a lot. Um, now, being that it's 3D, the camera moves. And I'm sure if anyone's read anything about this game, uh, the camera is probably one of the most sort of notorious things about it. Um, even when it was new, a lot of uh, reviews of the game, from what I vaguely remember, were that, oh, the camera's not very good. It's like, well, I'm in my head, for one thing, um, of course the camera's not that good. Good. It's the first time they've really dived into a 3D game. Sorry, I'm just adjusting the microphone. Um, so yeah, the camera's not very good. Uh, but the as I played it on the N64, played it on Nintendo Switch Online, played it on the 3D All-Stars. Um, in fact, I think I even played it emulated with a 360 controller or an Xbox One controller. I, I really don't think the camera's as bad as what a lot of people make it out to be. So, I, um, yeah, I, you use the four C buttons, that's why they're called C buttons, they're camera buttons, uh, on the controller, the yellow ones, and those ones move the camera around. Uh, again, I, sure, there's times where it's not that great, but overall, it's really not that bad, in my opinion. Uh, moving on, we have items. So, of course, like any Mario game, there's items, there's power-ups, there's coins, there's one-ups, all that stuff. So, in this game, I feel like, and this could be, I mean, let's just go back. Super Mario Brothers had, what did it have for it? It had the mushroom, had the fire flower, had the star. I think that's it, isn't it? Yes. Um, Super Mario Brothers 2, 3, I... I'm, I did not play them very much, or at all, really. Um, so I couldn't tell you what the power-ups in there. Super Mario World, um, you'll have the mushroom, you'll have the fire flower, you have the feather for the cape, the star, and I think that's pretty much it as well. Okay, and then like the the odd one where the, the pea balloon, right, where you can, you know, plump up. Um, so I was, I was going to say, it seems like this game went less on the power-ups, um, but maybe because it was 3D, but um, it it kind of isn't really that less. Um, so earlier I had mentioned uh, flying. So um, in the red blocks, if you see these in some levels, you give it a bop, and the wing cap will come out. So the wing cap, as I said, will allow you to fly. So you can fly by 
doing your triple jump. So boom, 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 and then you're flying. You can also fly if you shoot yourself out of a cannon. Um, so that one, again, you're not going to be able to fly in every single level. It's just because the cap isn't there. The level was never designed for Mario to be able to fly. So in reality, yeah, you're not going to fly in every level. But the ones that you do, you can hop in a cannon, you can fly around. The flying is something to get used to. Let's put it that way. Um, it's not terrible, but it is... It, I'm not very good at it. So on some of the levels where you have to fly and collect something in the sky, you know what? It might take me several tries to actually, you know, get all those things uh, before I can... Uh, yeah, it'll take me several tries um, when you look at speedrunning and all that stuff. It's just the... As with anything in speedrunning, everything that I've mentioned in all the other episodes, the level of skill and accuracy and precision is just unreal. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I can't compute, you know? Um, so next power-up I have on my list here is the blue block, and that's going to give you the vanish cap. So this one's neat. Again, all these caps are in... They're very scenario-driven. So this one here, it allows you... It kind of makes Mario... Uh, not invisible but like almost mosaic he gets fuzzy um and they all have timer on them right the music changes just like it does with the power star in the previous games so in the vanish cap um a couple things is that uh, any flames that will come after you will just go right through you any like um projectiles from an enemy go right through you and you can walk through certain like grates it's almost like a chain link fence of, all, of sorts on again specific levels you can walk through those that fencing and then get to the other side so a lot of times you'll have you know on one end of the level that's where you get the cap and you have to get it and then you have to run and jump and run and jump to get to the last part and if you don't do it in time you hit the wall have to start that part over again um so yeah the vanish cap again of the three caps honestly probably the weakest one um just because it is it doesn't really do too much it just makes you go a little bit invisible-ish uh and then the last cap is then the green block it's the metal cap so the music on this one is really cool the uh, it changes a little bit they all have that power star motif kind of thing where it's like dee, 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 that but their own little tweak on it the metal cap this one's cool because it makes mario super heavy and so, usually used in water levels, it allows him to sink. So if there's a button under the water, Mario will go in, sink, hit the button to open the door over there, or do something. I can't remember exactly. But the um, same sort of thing as the one on the Vanish Cap. You get it over here, you have to get over there, and then opens the button. Um, with the Metal Cap, Mario barely can jump, because he's so heavy... But he is invincible. He walks into enemies and they just poof, go out of the way. Um, and uh, yeah, so can't jump, can barely run. Right? He's heavy, right? He's made of metal now. So um, yeah, so those are all the caps. And then we're going to get into... So the reason I'm going to bring this next one up, yellow coins, is because um, we'll kind of take a little bit of a, a sort of a segue here. Or pause, I guess. Pit stop. <laughs> Um, so for in the game there's x amount of levels there's 15 total levels and in each level there's six stars that you can collect plus one more and the plus one more is if you collect 100 coins in the level you get a star so there's yellow coins 
And there's not always a hundred yellow coins. Now you got to wonder, well, how do you get a hundred coins to get this star? There's red coins, which are worth two. And then there's blue coins, which are worth five. So red coins, they're in the level. Usually kind of concentrated in one area. So maybe it's in a little bit of a puzzle where you have to jump up and collect them all. There's no time limit on this. You just have to collect eight red coins and a star will appear. That's how you get one of the stars. Um, I'm pretty sure all the levels have the eight red coins, like a star for eight red coins. Um, if not, it's most of them. Let's say 13. I'm not 100% sure if it's all, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and then the blue coins, those ones aren't necessarily just floating around in a level. Those ones, there's a unique switch. You do a ground pound on that, it kind of reveals the blue coins for a limited time, and then you can collect them. So when you're looking to do that, you know, uh, extra star for the 100 coins, it's really important that you find all the blue coins, get all the red coins, and then collect, you know, the remaining yellow coins that you need. Um, some levels have like 105 coins in total, including the red and blue, like the value of coins. And I think there's even one that's got like 135, 140. So it, the level definitely varies. And um, some of the more difficult levels... Obviously, this is going to be a challenge because you have to go everywhere and collect all the coins. And if you die, you start all over again. You don't keep your coins. You have to just do it again. Um, speaking of dying, there's one-up mushrooms. And very, very straightforward. You have a one-up. There you go. Extra life. But what's nice in this one is that previous Marios, your small Mario, you get a mushroom to a big Mario. And then you can take a hit. And then you can take another hit. Then you die. In this one here, though, there's six sort of wedges of health. And different attacks against you will do different amounts of damage. Um, so, for an example, if you fall into lava, it will do... And I'm going to kind of count it out. I think it does four. Yeah, it does four damage on a lava hit. And then if you hit it again, four damage. If you hit it again, then, yeah, you're going to die because you only have... Um, is that right? Four, four, three, three... I can't remember off the top of my head how many there are. Maybe there's only eight. That's what it is. Sorry, sorry. There's eight health wedges, and the lava does three each. I just got the numbers a little bit mixed up. Either way, yeah, a regular enemy might take one. A bigger enemy might take two. A really big enemy might take more. So on and so forth. So um, with that, when you collect coins, you gain health back with coins. Uh, also, your health is also your um, breath, or how how long you can hold your breath. So when you're swimming in the game, you go underwater, after a little bit of time, it'll tick one health away, then another, then another. And of course, if you lose all your health, you die, start level over. But what's really cool is that when you go into water and you lose a bit of health because you're losing your breath, if Mario comes up to the surface to get some air, his health just fills back up. So in levels with water, if you get down to like two health, you're in the red, Mario's having a tough time, just jump into water, go under, and come right back up, and he'll catch his breath and just refill his health back to full. So a little, little tip that's uh, pretty useful in some of the harder levels for sure. So, uh, the last item I want to quickly chat about is a Koopa shell. 
So this one here, there's a handful of these in the game, not too many. But when you see a Koopa, you give him the old bop on the head. He falls out of the shell. The shell's kind of just sitting there, kind of gently floats around. And then you can jump on that and then you are able to surf. And I'm pretty sure there's zero time limit on this. The only time it ever stops is if you hit a wall, hit something that uh, you shouldn't or hit an enemy, or jump off yourself. Once you do that, then yeah, the shell's gone, and then that's that. Um, this one is, even in the first level, it's in there, but the best one, there's a lava level that you go, um, oh, sorry, no, it's before you go into volcano, the main area, you can get one of these, and you can actually surf on the lava, and it's actually how you get a lot of, you know, all the coins that you need, and some of the secrets, there's actually quite a lot of one-up, mushrooms in this level just floating around but you'd never be able to really get to them without the shell so really really cool uh that one's a lot of fun to play with um can be challenging you have to adjust the camera a little bit so it's always chasing you so it's kind of like a you know the old you know a snowboarding game or a racing game that third person view um but yeah a lot of fun so um yeah that's the last item one thing i'm sure you notice i didn't talk about the classic you know mushroom to make Mario bigger. There isn't those in this game. It's super weird to think about. I'm I'm almost certain there's a lot of other Mario games that don't have them. There's tons of Mario games that a lot that I haven't played. But I um especially the 2D Marios, I really can't think of any of them not having a mushroom. Again, Super Mario Brothers 2, I don't know because I never played that one, but uh yeah, the ones that I played like the new Super Mario Brothers um yeah yeah <laughs> so it, it's kind of weird thinking back that there really isn't many but obviously it worked right so uh alrighty so all the items done um i do want to chat a little bit about the levels i'm not going to get a huge amount of detail into this because that's going to make this massively long but the um there's 15 levels so I'm just going to go down the list and then i'm going to tell you what my favorite maybe couple are um so we have Bob Alm Battlefield, that's the first one. Great way to start the game. In fact, the music at the beginning of this podcast is the theme of that level. Um, it, it's just a really good introduction to it. You have Womp's Fortress, Jolly Roger Bay, Cool Cool Mountain, Big Boo's Haunt, Hazy Maze Cave, Lethal Lava Land, Shifting Sandland, Dire Dire Docks, Snowman's Land, Wet Dry World, Tall Tall Mountain, Tiny Huge Island, Tick Tock, clock rainbow ride and that's all the levels <laughs> there are a couple more levels there's some secret levels so there's a, a classic where it's a, uh, a slide there's a couple sort of slides in the game one of the uh, snowy ones has it in there it's kind of peaches slide so you can go down there get a star there go down there really quick get another star these are those secret stars that you can get in the game uh, but the other levels that i was going to kind of add on to this are bowser levels um so there's three bowser levels in the game and they each end with you fighting bowser now of course the first and the second one you don't defeat bowser you just kind of annoy him and then he goes off to his next level go to the next one same thing go to the third one get through the level beat bowser and that's of course you know beating the game bowser is the end boss of this game um those levels are really cool because they actually kind of they're very linear whereas all the other levels are fairly open actually 
Um, they're very linear, so it kind of reminds me of the old like 2D levels in the previous games. And I think they probably did that on purpose um, because they have little obstacles in there. Um, they also have the red coins, so there's a star in each one of those as well. Um, I don't think you can get 100 coins in those ones. Uh, but um, yeah, the you get the eight red coins, go through the levels. There's challenge to them for sure. Um, so as I said, I want to mention some of my favorites. So uh, I'm going to do it on the fly here. So Bob on Battlefield, probably one of my favorite ones because it's the first one. It kind of just sticks in you kind of thing where you, it's again, seeing Mario in a level for the very first time in 3d was just a kind of a magical moment so that's probably why that level is you know one of my uh favorite ones um i do like womp's fortress as well because that one is a floating castle of sorts so you have to climb all the way up it. it's really cool uh lethal lava land i like the first half of this level the second half is challenging and you're actually inside a volcano um, and so the ground below you, pretty much everything, if you fall off a platform, and there's small platforms in this level, you fall hard down into lava. Now lava doesn't kill you like it does in old games, it just does a large amount of damage. So you can still survive a drop, um, but it's it's challenging for sure. Um, I do like Wet-Dry World. This one's cool, and I, I'll explain it now. So we'll go back just a little bit to enter all these levels. They are big paintings in Peach's castle. So you can roam around the castle. You can't just go to, like, you know, TikTok Clock, one of the final levels. You need to have a minimum amount of uh, stars to get there. So you can't just go to the end of the game. So as you, you know, are playing and you're collecting stars, you unlock more levels. Um, and as I said, there's six stars to collect in each level, plus the one for the coins. But what's really cool is that some levels change depending on which star you're going for. So Womp's Fortress is a great example. The first star, when you go into it, you say, hey, select first star, go in. You kind of climb up to the top of this. It's not really a castle at this point. It's just this floating kind of island thing. You get to the top. It's a big flat open area and you defeat Womp. And those are those, um, if you remember on the older games, they're, of course, now studio. I've got my hand up in the sky. You go below them, they go, boom, boom. They, they slam down. You can run below them. You can jump over them. If you get hit with them, you get smushed. So this is a womp in 3D, and he kind of does belly flops. So the idea is you can avoid the belly flop. You do a ground pound on his back. Do that three times. There you go. That's your star. Now, when you go back into it after that, if you want to go to star two to six, the instead of that flat area now, there's actually a tower up there with some floating platforms too. So that's what I mean by where the levels may change depending on which star you're looking to get. Now, some levels, you go in, hey, I'm going to get star one. You actually might end up finding star four, right? So in some levels, especially the red coins, you can probably get those right away. And so those ones, you don't have to get the star that you're looking for. Each time you get a star, though, it kind of kicks you out of the level and you have to go back in. Um, Mario Odyssey kind of had a way better way to that in that I think it's like Mario Odyssey is what they wanted Mario 64 to be able to do in their minds. But the game and the console, it just couldn't support that kind of scale. Just huge, huge, huge levels, right? Um, so it's just, yeah, Odyssey is like 
Mario 64 on steroids with much better controls. <laughs> um, so in wet dry, <laughs> wet dry world, depending on where you enter the painting on a vertical. So if you enter it at the, right at the bottom of the painting, the water in this level starts really low. If you enter it at the very, very top of the painting, the water starts at the highest point. In the level, there's little switches that you can activate, and that will adjust the uh, um, level of the water, depending on which switch you're hitting. But if you want to go straight to, you know, star three, if you know what's going on, you can kind of jump into the painting, kind of manipulate it in a way to be the best for what you want to do as you enter the level. Um, so... Yeah, that one I like because of that cool mechanic. Um, and then the last one that's got a really cool mechanic is Tiny Huge Island. So this is kind of a two-in-one level. So instead of going towards the main painting, you go up, you see the painting, and you can go left or right. And one way, there's a tiny, tiny painting. And one way, there's a massive painting, like huge. And depending on which one you enter, I believe if you enter the massive painting... You are in this world as a tiny, tiny Mario, itty bitty small. All the enemies, the Goombas are massive. You can barely even jump on top of them. And then when you enter the painting that's tiny, you're a huge Mario and all the enemies are tiny. And there's different challenges, you know, you can't get maybe star one as big Mario, but you have to get it as little Mario. And then I think in the level you can, there's places where you can change your size, I think. Um, so you're not stuck in that size kind of thing. So that one, again, a pretty cool mechanic. Some really cool ideas that they had in this game as well, thinking about it. So, um, yeah, as I said, I'm going to go with Bob Om, Womp's Fortress, Lethal Lava Land. I'm going to... So this one's a little weird. Dire Dire Dogs, not for the level necessarily, but for the music, which we will be getting into in just a second. Um, and the, the Bowser levels... I can't remember them off the top of my head. They're all actually good, though. I, I enjoy all of them for sure. So, yeah. So that's all of our levels. So um, I'd love to hear if anyone has their favorite level. You know, hit me up on the old Instagram. So, yeah. Okay, music time. Um, so the music in this game is uh, by composed by Koji Kondo, who has made a massive amount of Nintendo music. I actually think he's still active. I think he's still doing a lot of the music um, now, or he's kind of as a, um, you know, like a supervisor, some supervising composer or something like that, where he's just there to give his piece and help out as needed, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, as I said, he did the original Super Mario Brothers. I did Legend of Zelda, um, I don't believe he did Metroid, but either way, he did, uh, he did a lot of the original Nintendo games and a lot of even newer continual Nintendo games. He is, you know, when you think of Nintendo music, he's probably the one that composed it. So, um, I think Mario 64 is probably one of the best Mario soundtracks out there, um, I mean, Super Mario World's really good. Um, it's funny because I wrote the notes and now I'm thinking, I'm like, well, is it the best? I said probably one of the best. Maybe that helps. So, yeah, Mario 64, Super Mario World, Odyssey. Oh, the music in Odyssey is so good. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, let's see those three. I'm happy with those three as my answers to a question that no one asked. Um, so with Mario 64, though, the music that I really enjoy, we'll get through them. Um, the first one is the main theme. That one we heard at the beginning of the episode. If you're listening to it now. As I had said earlier, it's the first level, so everyone's heard it. It's iconic. There's so much positive energy in the song, and it kind of sets the you know, mood almost of how the game is going to be. It's, it's a fun game. Every, they just want you to have fun. So great way to start the game. Uh, next on my list here is Inside the Castle Walls. This one is actually cool because, uh, as it said, when you're, you know, roaming around Peach's castle, you jump into the paintings. This is a song that's playing for a good chunk of the castle. Not all of it, but most of it. Um, it's, it's a minimal song. It's great for exploring. It's relaxing. It's simple. Um, it's just, it's whimsical and... It's just, I don't know, it's fun. It doesn't really get old, so you can run around and explore in the castle for a while without really getting sick of it. Um, so yeah, Inside the Castle Walls is a nice one to have a relaxing one to it. Uh, and then another one that's relaxing is Dire Dire Docks. Um, so as I said in the previous segment there, that I like this level because of the music. This is probably my favorite song in the game. Mm, no, second favorite song third favorite song they're all really good songs it's hard to kind of rank it um but yeah the it's very relaxing even though swimming isn't the most fun this song kind of makes up for it so um this one is probably my favorite song it's the koopa's theme which is bowser's theme um so for fight one and two of bowser this is the song it's so punchy with the drums it's simple it's iconic. Um, the final Bowser fight is okay. I much prefer this one. It's very energetic of a final fight kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. I like this one. As I said, probably my favorite song. My second favorite song is Staff Roll. This is the credits theme. So, as the ending of the game rolls with the credits, saying, you know, here's all the great people that made this game, they actually have little snippets of a whole bunch, if not all the levels in the game. And what's cool is that depending on what level it's on, it will also tweak the song a little bit. Um, so if it's on one of the water levels, it'll sound a little bit watery kind of thing. It'll have that, you know, melodic sound to it. Um, it touches on so many different elements heard in the game. And this one is actually really cool in that I remember how to play this song, or sorry, I remember learning how to play this song. Um, when I was living with my parents, I had my electronic keyboard in front of me, I had the game, I, this was before I had an mp3 of the song, or a CD of the soundtrack, which I think I do have the CD actually now that I think of it. I was playing the game, and I was playing along. Like, I would have my keyboard, and I was playing the song along to the uh, game on my desk. Again, this is back in probably 97, 98. So it was quite a long time ago before we really had the, you know, internet that gives us all the information and all this stuff. Like, I can find all these songs on YouTube or Spotify or something like that. So that's my list of the songs, and I'm very happy with the ones that I have chosen. So before I get into the next section, the kiddable section, a little behind the scenes at uh, PPVG Podcast here, is that I'll generally pause between each segment 
you know, have a drink, catch the breath, read my notes, something like that. And on this one, I've been humming or singing the staff roll, whistling it each time I pause. Um, so hey, I said Koopa's theme, Bowser's theme, that's my favorite. Maybe the staff roll, maybe? I don't know. They're they're all so great. So either way, on to the kiddable. Uh, oh, geez, sorry. I'm skipping a whole section onto the time commitment. Sorry about that. Um, so while it's not a hard game to beat, it can be challenging to 100%. I mean, I'm the proof in the pudding, right? Like I beat the game probably several times when I was younger. Never got 100%. Never got the 120 stars. Um, so I, I couldn't tell you how long it takes me to beat. I haven't actually played it. Uh, in recent memory, I mean, I played it semi-recently, um, the, I want to say maybe eight hours or so, five to eight hours, I don't know, that maybe that's too quick, but again, if I know where a good chunk of the stars are, I know where to get my easy stars, how to get to the 70, I, yeah, probably five to eight hours, I could do it, so, but nonetheless, uh, I was gonna say, because each level has the six plus one, with the coin stars, um, you can kind of tackle each level in its own little chunk. So you don't have to do like five levels at a time. You can be like, you know what? I'm going to get 10 stars. Now, what that means I get three from here, three from here, four from there. Or if I'm going to do, I'm just going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to max out all the stars on the first level. Um, there are some things like for instance, the first level, there is actually a flying section in that to get one of the stars. Um, or actually to get all the coins, maybe even both. That one, you don't get the flying cap, so you get to 10 stars. So the first level has a maximum of 7 stars, and if one of them requires flying, you're not going to be able to do that right away. You're going to have to go back into it. And I think they did this kind of on purpose, so then you can bounce. It gives you the, it lets you know, hey, you can bounce around to other levels. You don't have to stick in bubble bomb Battlefield till you've gotten them all. Like, please go explore. Because the, the first level is Bob on Battlefield. It's the only level you can get into with zero stars. Then, once you get one star, you can then go into Womp's Fortress and I think one of the other levels. Um, but, yeah, you generally you need to get some stars to keep advancing. But it's very natural. It's very fluid. You're not ever sort of like trying to, you know, kind of grind stars kind of thing. It just comes naturally. So... Um, yeah, as I said, you can kind of do them in little chunks of sorts. Um, on our How Long to Beat, um, that one there, the main story is 12 hours, completion is 20. So, to me, that seems fairly high, but again, I haven't played this in some time, so maybe my whole, you know, 5 to 8 hours is way off. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not terrible at the game now i'm no speedrunner i'm no i'm not that good at it um so uh yeah 12 to 20 hours maybe that's accurate again it's been a long time sort of thing um on the speedrunning side of things um there's uh, really only uh, one two three four five categories across three uh platforms um so we have 120 star, 70 star, 16 star, 1 star, and 0 star. Now, clearly, as I had said earlier, you need 70 stars to beat the game. So 16, 1, and 0 definitely have some glitches in there. Um, and then with all of those, you have on the original N64 hardware, virtual console, 
Um, and then emulation. Um, so the virtual consoles uh, that are allowed of sorts, actually, is uh, the Wii Virtual Console, the Wii U, and the Nintendo Switch Online. Um, so yeah, you get a little bit of variety. Um, it looks like, interestingly enough, the one that people play on the Virtual Console side of things, I'm just looking at the website, is the Wii Virtual Console. I'm actually really surprised about that. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe it was quite some time ago. Like, there are some in here, nine years, eight years. Uh, but the world record in that one is actually four months ago. So it's still fairly active. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. Active. Sorry. 656 active. Total runtime of 43,000 hours and 43,116 minutes. So, yeah. It's, um, it is a popular game. <laughs> so, um, on to the speedruns I want to talk about. So we're going to do 120 stars. I love my 100% speedruns, getting everything. I think it's neat. Um, it's by someone with the name of Ouija. Maybe like Luigi, but Ouija. Uh, one hour, 37 minutes, 55 seconds. Sorry, 35 seconds. Um, so, I mean, still an incredibly, obviously a very fast time. It's the world record. <laughs> so, um, and that was seven months ago on the N64. I'm, and I'm looking at the uh, original N64 ones here. No virtual console, no emulation. Um, I did actually take a look, though. The virtual console and emulation ones are all both slower than the original hardware. And I'm actually kind of surprised about that. I thought that the original hardware would have had slowdown or different loading times or something, but... Um, maybe the emulation of the N64, which I know when I was trying to figure out Blast Corps, uh, the emulation is not the greatest, so maybe that's fine. So, um, the next one is the 70 star, and this is by Suigi. It's like Luigi with an S. It's actually really cool. It's 46 minutes and 41 seconds. So, to get 50 less stars takes mm, 50 minutes less, actually. It's a minute a star. Um, also, Suichi is Canadian, according to the leaderboards. So, yay, go Canada. Woo, represent. Um, and then, as I said, there's a 16, 1, and 0. Um, those ones, I've seen the... I'm, I'm just going to quickly go through it. 16 star is 14 minutes, 35 seconds. 1 star is 6 minutes, 57 seconds. 0 star is 6 minutes, 20 seconds. And Suichi actually has the world record for all of those ones, too. How'd they do on the 100%? I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Wow, I'm scrolling really far. I don't see them at all. Uh, I They just might not run it, actually. So, huh. that's actually quite interesting. So, um, either way, the... Uh, um, yeah. The 16, 1, and 0 star, of course, are all glitchy. Right? There's a lot of glitches involved. Um, there's a... Uh, I'm trying to remember. There's a staircase in the game that's an infinite staircase unless you have um, a certain amount of stars. So um, it might be the 70, but if you... Yeah, yeah, I think it is. So if you don't have that, though, the staircase just goes on forever. It just loops forever and ever and ever. Um, but what you can do is there's a way to do, it's almost like, I, and I do not know the detail of this, how to do it, what it may be called, but it's like they do a long jump and then they kind of go and like 
like uh, what's the word shudder or like jitter across the stairs quickly and then they shoot up the stairs backwards and I think what it does is it goes so fast that the game doesn't get a chance to do the loop so it just forces you through the door kind of thing um, so yeah really cool those some of those glitches are very neat to see for sure um, but yeah the the 120 and the 70 star are good ones to watch for sure so all right now now we can talk about the kittable <laughs> i jumped the gun earlier and now we're actually on the section um so again a lot of the times i say and a lot of the games that we've gone over are 2d games um so i say hey 2d is fairly easy because you have up down left right that makes sense but i was wondering about this when i was going through my notes that i am 38 i grew up on the super nintendo um, I grew up technically on the Amiga. That's a conversation for another episode for sure. But um, yeah, so growing up with the Super Nintendo in the 2D world is that I got very used to how that is. So maybe when I went to the 3D world, I knew it and I understood it. Um, but I wonder if kids who grew up with the N64, grew up with the PlayStation uh, when it got the dual sticks, anyone that got to grow up with an analog stick situation... I feel like they are probably very at home with the analog stick and that a D-pad is okay for them. Maybe. Again, I would have to have conversations with people, but it's just kind of a thought that I was thinking of when I was writing the notes. Um, the controller in general is actually a very simple controller in a way because there's really only two buttons that you use. So in Mario 64, you use your jump button and I say, yeah, use jump, use the well, A, B, and Z. Um, you have jump, you have you know your punch, your dive, your whatever it may be, and then Z for your ground pound if you need to use it, or long jump, things like that. Because uh, when you do long jump, you do you run, crouch jump. Uh, so you kind of like go, woohoo! You know? um, but again, I was thinking, and then the shoulder button, the R button, is a camera button, and the four C buttons are camera buttons the d-pad's not used the l button you can't even reach it's not used and of course there's a start button but we won't include that because well it's a start button of course it's there um but yeah it's quite interesting that again i was thinking about it it's actually a fairly simple controller when it comes to the amount of buttons um like for instance the playstation 5 controller that i have has you know the face buttons the d-pad the two sticks has two shoulder buttons, it has the stick buttons that you can click in, as the kind of like, let's call it the start button, I think they call it the options button, a screenshot button, and then the um, touchpad button itself. Now I know on the, I think there's a fancy PlayStation controller coming out, or maybe it's out now, um, or the Xbox Elite controller, they have even more down kind of like where your normal triggers are your index and middle finger. There's buttons on the back of the grips or something uh, and they're all reprogrammable. That sounds really complex to me. <laughs> Maybe I'm kind of sounding old here, but I don't even know what those buttons would be for. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to have more buttons and the customizability. I, I can understand that. But as I said, the, this controller, even though it's a third-generation home console for Nintendo, it really didn't... Like, yes, it's different with the analog stick, but I wouldn't say it's that complex. Maybe it was complex when it came out. Now, looking bad, I'm like, eh, it's not that complex. So, 
Um, and uh, with the the simplicity of the control stick is that you're like, okay, well, I want Mario to move over there. You just push the stick that way and he goes that way. So again, what you see is what you get. I want to go, you know, further over to the right. You go to the right. That's where you move your stick kind of thing. So I feel like it, I almost want to say it actually makes more sense because we live in a 3D world and in my head, I'm going to go that direction. So I'm going to, walk that direction i have a stick i can use that to walk that direction uh i don't know again it's just you know throwing it out there kind of thing oh sorry hit the mic there um yeah so you kind of just move in the direction you want to go um the the camera does make it challenging sometimes because it goes kind of gets stuck sometimes you have to maybe jiggle it around um but eh, it's really not that big of a deal and the challenging thing with this is if a kid was going to play this and they've already played, um, let's say, Final Fantasy 16. Like, you know, the controls on that. Twin stick. Um, it's over the shoulder and really easy to control. Camera is never even an issue. You have that versus you have Mario. If you're used to the new style, playing Mario will be quite challenging for sure. Um, I kind of wish on the 3D All-Stars um, uh, for the Switch that they... They updated it to use the second stick as a second stick, but all they did was they just emulated the C buttons to the stick. So it would have been really nice to be able to have a um, kind of like an infinitely dynamic camera to move around. But again, the game, that game, the 3D All-Stars, that was not made for people who were first time mario 364 they're like oh yeah i can play now no no that was made for someone like me and the nostalgia and they got us they got us good <laughs> so um as i had said earlier fairly easy to beat because you have the choice you don't have to do level one then two then three then four you can do some of level one some of level two you can even skip all of level three if that one's horrible go straight to level four so you have the choice you don't have to do all the levels and because of that i see i would say it's fairly easy to get to the end of the game um bowser the fight in bowser one two and three is technically the exact same fight grab him by the tail, give him a little spin around, and then you throw him over to one of the bombs. Um, just, it's harder on the third one because parts of the level start falling away. <laughs> so, a little bit challenging in that sense. But again, by the time you're at the end of the game, yeah, you might have a bit of difficulty with it, but I'm confident that you'd be able to get through it uh, quite well. So, uh, there are a couple different versions as well. Um, so, the N64 version, there's a DS version, and there's the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, as well as Nintendo Switch Online. So, the N64 version, I did a little bit of looking around on eBay and such. It's fairly cheap. It's not that hard to come by. There was a lot made, right? There was a launch title for the N64, so it was, it was a game that was around the longest. It was that and Pilotwings 64, which is also a lot of fun game. Very relaxing game. Um, hard. Anyway, so... Um, Yes, you can get the N64 version, but then you need the console, okay? And then you need the controller, and then you may need the cables. Plus, like as I said on the Blast Corps episode, I don't, my TV does not work with the cables, the composite cables. So I have to plug it into that little capture card for my PC, which I'm not the end of the world, but uh, it would be nice to play on my TV. 
rather than having to play in my computer room. It's dark in here. There's no windows. It's like a little prison. So, um, when you get it for the N64, if it's the first game you're getting for the N64, yeah, there's a little bit of work to it. If you already have the N64, I would say play it on that because that's the OG, the original, um, kind of how it was meant to be played kind of thing. Um, the DS, I did a look at this one. Also lots of available on eBay for like 40 bucks Canadian. They're not very expensive. The value didn't really go up. Again, most likely because they made so many of them. So, reasonable price. But on this one as well, you do have to have the DS hardware. Now, there were some changes um, to the DS version. I'm not going to get too into detail with it, but the biggest one is that you could play as, um, I think it was Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Yoshi. Which is wild to think of. I... Funny enough, I'm pretty sure I still have it. I don't have my DS games around. I'm pretty sure I do still have it, but I don't remember playing it much because I didn't particularly enjoy playing on the DS. The DS and the 3DS, the handheld consoles, I didn't particularly enjoy. Um, you know, turn-based RPGs were fine on it, but I I was never in a situation where I wasn't available, able to play at home. So... You know, we were very lucky in the sense that we had a TV. Granted, it was like a 13-inch TV with only one speaker that we could, that was dedicated for us for playing our video games, our N64, PlayStation, Super Nintendo, all that. So, um, and eventually when my dad upgraded his TV upstairs, we got that TV. It was a good day. It, we went from 13-inch to, I think, like a 27-inch. These are CRT tube TVs, so big difference for sure. Um, so again, I, I was able, I, again, I'm not going to deny, I was very lucky in that sense that I was able to play, um, home consoles. I didn't, you know, have to be like, oh, well, you're the younger brother, so just shut up and play your Game Boy kind of thing, which I never actually had a Game Boy. I'm kind of bummed because they look really cool. Maybe one day I'll get one. Maybe. Um, so yeah, DS, couple options, but have to play on the DS hardware. So if you don't have a DS, you have to buy the DS hardware. Again, they can get kind of pricey. Um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is a Nintendo Switch game. Um, this one is kind of the Super Mario All-Stars, but for 3D. So it's Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. I oh Man, Mario Sunshine sucks. Um pfft. Don't even question it. I That game is terrible. I hate it. Um, so yeah, you can do that. You get three games. That's a good idea, right? Um, it was technically a limited run. They specifically only made it, I think it was from November to March. So they only made it for a handful of months, let's say six months. And I remember everyone was so confused. And a lot of people were like, nah, they're not going to stop. They're going to just keep it going. Nope. They, they killed it off in March, and it is not available digitally or physically from Nintendo anymore. Um, that one, I I was surprised. The prices vary, but you could get a, I mean, even a used one is actually reasonable. 60 bucks. Uh, brand new ones, I saw ranged anywhere from 80 to a couple hundred dollars. So uh, that market is weird in that sense, but um, my wife made a really good point in that they made so many of them. Even though it was such a short amount of time, there was never a shortage of the games. They made tons. And I mean, obviously, I don't particularly like the idea of creating this um, almost like fake rarity. 
by limiting how long the game is out, uh, forcing people to just jump on it right away in case of missing out. Um, but at least they didn't limit how many were made. They made huge amounts of them. So, yeah. Um, and then the last way is the Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, probably the quickest and easiest way to play it, if you have the Nintendo Switch Online with the expansion pack, um, you, you get Mario 64. Um, oh yeah, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars one, that one also has a little bit of a crispin up in graphics. Um, it's 1080p, so it's actually widescreen. And the UI has been completely redone and redrawn to be very high def, like super crisp. Because that's one of the downsides. You look at the UI now, especially on an LCD screen, not a CRT, it is fuzzy. It's one of the downsides with these older consoles that were always designed to work on, you know, CRT televisions. Um, they do not look that great on uh, LCD or plasma, LED, OLED, any of those fancy new TVs, the flat screen ones. So, yeah, Nintendo Switch Online, probably quickest and easiest way to play it. If you have an N64, I would recommend getting the N64 cartridge. Um, and if you have a Switch, which if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you would. Um, if you can afford it and if you can find one at a good price, I think the 3D All-Stars is a great choice. I... My opinion on uh, Sunshine is not everyone's opinion. I know quite a lot of people do like that game. And to get um, Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy in one package, um, that's pretty cool. Uh, I think that's a really good deal. Even at 100 bucks, I think that's a pretty good deal if you've never played them and you want to play them or you have that nostalgia itch and you want to play them. So, yeah, a couple different versions. Um, so, yeah. Um, I... Just realized that it's kind of in the kittable section doesn't make too much sense. Um, none of these have save states or rewind or anything like that. So there's not really a big increase in quality of life things. Um, which kind of nice that if you have the N64 version all the way up to the Nintendo Switch Online version and 3D All-Stars, they're the same game. There's nothing really different about them um, when it comes to quality of life sort of things. So, yeah. And that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it on up. So I'm going to pause for a second. We're going to do a little thing. So I want you to, just to yourself, share it with me, share it with your friends. What do you think I'm going to give this rating? Also, I'd love to hear what your rating is, but I'll pause. I'll go five, four, three, two, one. My rating is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I love this game. It's um in my top five games, probably. Played it a bunch, love playing it all the time. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, thinking about it, as I said on the versions, I have the N64 cartridge. I have it on the DS, barely played it, still have it. I have Super Mario 3D All-Stars and I have Nintendo Switch Online. That isn't necessarily for this, but I have it and I played it on all of them, right? As I said, I didn't really play much on the DS. That's a different story, but yeah, obviously I like this game. It's a game that I'll probably continually buy nintendo so um yeah one of my favorite games up there with the greats uh and i kind of see is like what super mario world did to mario on the super nintendo super mario 64 of course did it on the 64 it just really just cranked it to the next level and it created a really good um not only like next 
point for a lot of people like myself who had played several games prior. It's a really great starting point for Mario as well. Um, it's the original 3D Mario. Like it, you can play Odyssey and trace so much back to this game. They definitely um, have always loved this game as well. I think so. I like going back to it on a regular, semi-regular basis. And again, because something Kaylee and I played this game in this little room, my, my mini prison. It's not really a prison, I swear. It's a nice little room. Um, I, it, it's, it has that little special place in my heart. It's something that we shared with each other that, you know, I got to see Yoshi with her next to me for the first time. That means a lot to me. Um, and she really loves playing this game as well. So uh, there's only a handful of games that both of us like quite a lot. And so it, it, you know, it adds to it there. So as I said, a 10 out of 10 on this one. So a lot of fun. Really, really do enjoy this game. So thank you very much for everyone out there giving us a listen. Um, as I've mentioned, um, I do have a Instagram now. And I'm going to try and... I got to figure out what to post on there. I, uh, I'm not very used to social media. I'm 38, never really got into it. So <laughs> figuring things out with that. Um, but I am putting things on there. What game is going to be on the podcast next? Um, and if you want to post on there or send me a message, I would love to hear anyone's feedback or thoughts, uh, get some conversation going. I think it'd be really, really fun. Um, as always, our next episode is in two weeks. Um, and here is your bi-weekly, bi-monthly, one of those dad jokes. I don't trust those trees. They seem kind of shady. And on that note, thank you once again. Give your loved ones a hug. Give your pets a hug. Give a stranger a hug if they want it. Thank you and have a great day.